Hi everyone, Beth here. If you are struggling to find your homeschool vibe and are looking for ways to get your kids to get their schoolwork done, or ways for you to keep your sanity as a homeschool parent, or how to handle your many responsibilities while still feeling relaxed and loving homeschooling, then my book, Find Your Homeschool Vibe, might be just what you're looking for. In my book, I share how to shift your mindset to help you as the parent stay focused on the point of all of this, which is the love of learning. I also share some tried and true homeschool mom life hacks for every day. You can find the book in the show notes or by searching for Find Your Homeschool Vibe on Amazon. Back to the show. Hi, everyone. Before the episode begins, we just want to remind you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Look for Peaceful Homeschool Podcast. Remember, please, please, please rate and review on iTunes and Spotify, which helps the podcast get noticed by more people, which helps more homeschool families. Don't forget to check the show notes for other ways to support the podcast. Let's get the show started. Hello, hello, homeschoolers. It's Peaceful Homeschool Podcast with Emma and Beth. I'm Emma. And I'm Beth. Hey, Beth. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. (laughs) Hanging in there. Had a total goober moment today when I thought we were meeting at a different time. But whatever. Like, we got our audio working. We're good to go. Um, Are you ready for the school year to start? Yeah, I think we are. Yeah. But we're still not going to start for a while. We've got it. We're, we don't. We don't have our, our, our charter school starts like the next week, but we don't actually start, start until like after Labor Day. Got it. Because okay. we're different like that. <laughs> and we're different the opposite <laughs> way. We school year round. So we've been getting tons and tons of schoolwork done over the summer so that we could just be like chill in the rest of the year, you know. Yeah. So that's been cool to get that stuff done. Okay. So today we are talking about planning. And whether you have to plan out like, um, you know, your day and your hour, your week, your month, however you need to do it. Like, do you need to plan out on Tuesday from 11 to 1215? We are going to do chapter three, workbook page four and lesson five. Is that how you schedule your homeschool life or something else? Are you asking me? I'm asking you. Yes, I'm asking you. (laughs) Okay. I was, <laughs> um, no, we don't. We've tried different methods throughout the years and tried scheduling, tried not scheduling, tried all sorts of different ways to train, feel like I was doing it a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that we do it, that seems to work the best. Is, uh, we have like, you know, cause we are enrolled in some classes. So those are on the schedule already. Right. And then um, other than that, we just kind of make sure we allot some kind of time for everything. Mm-hmm. And we have a general schedule of how things are going to look each week. Like back when we were, you know, in the homeschool group a long time ago, it would be like Tuesday, whatever day it was, Thursdays or park days or yeah. whatever. We have those general ones and we try and do something in the morning before we left for park day, like get some school done or whatever. But it's just more of a, I think that for us, a more general open schedule. Mm-hmm. where we knew there was time slots available, but not scheduling down to the, this chapter and these pages, we, that was never successful for us, for our, for our family. That was really not, it did not fit our, our brains. <laughs> yeah. So I'm totally with you. Like I, you know, if I try to schedule out, like 
okay, on these days, we're going to try and do this like school-wise. Oh my gosh, sometimes we're like in the middle of a giant project that I'm not going to pull my kids away from this cool in-depth learning that they're doing to be like, you have to do this workbook page 14 because I wrote it on our schedule and now we have to do it. Um, like, again, for me, that like for our family, that wouldn't be a good fit at all either. So just like you mentioned, we do like on our schedule, we have our activities and classes and events. And then I'm like, okay, on these days, we could get our schoolwork done. And so we're going to work on that. And, you know, I just kind of look at what we have to do overall for the year and be like, okay, if we have nine months to do it, I'm going to divide that into nine months. And so hopefully we're getting about, you know, three chapters of this particular book done per month or whatever. But if I had to like look at a schedule that I had made up myself and been like, oh my gosh, like we have to get these specific pages done on this day. And then they wouldn't get done for sure because I'd be like, oh, that didn't work for our schedule. I would be so stressed out. I would feel crazy and grumpy and I would make my kids crazy and grumpy. I would not like that at all. Yeah, that's it. Was, it feels very defeating when you can't reach the goals that you set. And it can it can just I think it just burns you out really fast. Like yeah. it burns everybody out. <laughs> yeah, agreed. And I think too, like, you know, when our kids see that that's that that's the expectation, you know, like it makes me think like, why are you homeschooling? What is the point behind where you're homeschooling? Are you homeschooling because you want to have public school at home? You want to have regimented, you know, hours that you're sitting and learning? Um, or do you want your kids to be able to learn at their own pace? If they're struggling with math, do you want them to be able to learn for a long period of time until they grasp the concept or finish that concept and move on to, you know, the next several chapters if they need to? It's like thinking about why we're doing it, I think is super important as well as like our, you know, our own personalities, because there are people who are like, I want my entire day scheduled out and, you know, it works well for them. There are many of us who yeah. are like, that would make us crazy and our children crazy. Of course, I mean, obviously it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, you have to make sure you're adhering to your state's homeschool laws, because if they're telling you, you do have to homeschool on certain days, certain subjects, certain hours, whatever, make sure you're doing that. Um, yeah, and that can look a lot of different ways. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do certain pages in certain books necessarily. Like it can mean that if you are having a lot ha happen, they can be playing a math game and that can fulfill math or something like right. that. It doesn't always have to be like pages in workbooks. It, it yeah. can look a lot of different ways. Totally. Um, so, I mean, maybe if, if you did want to have some sort of schedule because you feel better knowing that, or if your child does really well with like a general rhythm, which my kids are pretty good about, like they, they like kind of knowing the rhythm of our day. They might like knowing about what time we're getting up, that we're going to have breakfast, everybody's going to get ready for the day, or just, you know, even if they're wearing PJs, they're still going to brush their teeth and hair and all that. Um, and then knowing kind of what's going to happen. So having that done, I think for us works really well versus actually scheduling out time when certain things have to be done and certain pages have to be done or whatever. Um, so if that's the case, like coming up with a general, general rhythm that works for your style. Um, but also like, it's super important that while you want to keep your own wants into account and how you're going to be able to run your household efficiently, like you really have to keep track of, or keep in mind, like 
if you're not teaching the way your child learns, they're not going to learn anything. Like you're going to be like, I'm teaching them this way that I think is the right way. And it's not necessarily going to, you know, going to mean that they're going to end up learning what you're trying to get them to learn. Um, so one of my favorite quotes about that is by Walter Barbie. And he says, um, if you've told the child a thousand times and the child still has not learned, then it is not the child who is the slow learner. I'm like, dude, for reals. Like if I'm telling my kids like, oh, here's what you should do. Here's what you should do. And they're still like, I still don't understand that concept. Like it's me who needs to make the change, not my kids. Yeah. Yeah. And each kid might have a different way they need it presented. So for sure. For sure. So obviously be be sure that you're teaching in a way that your kids can learn. Um, that may mean, you know, like many kids that hands-on activity-based learning, like with projects and experiments um, or audiobooks, field trips, instead of like sitting at a desk from eight to three every day. Um, and again, just think about like, why isn't your kid in public school? What is the reason be behind having your kids homeschooling? Um, okay, so you're planning out your school year. Uh, for my crew, we usually have like some specific workbooks or a textbook or video-based curriculum for each subject, and then tons of like hands-on activities. And my goal is for us to get through the curriculum that year. There have been plenty of times where we've switched curriculum. Have you ever like ditched a curriculum and started fresh with something else? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. We found curriculums that didn't curricula yeah <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work um well for our family and we would shift it or there were times that we would pick and choose out of that curriculum mm -hmm. different sections that we would use and not use a bunch of it like we would use what worked best or what the kids are most interested in yeah for sure and in fact I was answering a question um from somebody yesterday and they were saying like can I can I skip this particular um lesson in my child's curriculum for her, their 11 year old. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like do whatever you want. And it was so cool because this mom like messaged back and she was like, hey, I kind of like, um, you know, asked my daughter what she would want to do if she could learn anything today. And she wanted to go to the art museum. So they were like going to the art museum and just like setting aside the curriculum. And she was excited to feel like she could get out of the box and do that. Um, so I, I hope that us like talking and being able to have these conversations with people is really empowering them to understand that they don't have to sit all day long with a scheduled curriculum, you know, from 12 to 12.55 doing one specific thing, whatever. Um, yeah. We don't have to do public school at home. We can totally have successful learning in totally different ways. Yep, exactly. Um, so for my crew, like they actually... And I know this works for other families too. They actually sit and do a lot of their work in one, like a big chunk. The, and it's called block learning, but we don't schedule it. People are like, well, if you say block learning, that means for, you know, these amount of weeks, you're going to do this particular subject or whatever. And again, that's not how we do it. We do block learning in that my kids will be learning a specific subject and then they will keep working on that subject until they're finished. So like, um, you know, maybe they're doing an entire geography workbook or science or whatever. I mean, we just finished U.S. history and now we're working through personal finance together. And if one of my girls needs a break or if I have something else I need to work on, they each have a book that they can do on their own. Like my daughter can sit and do her health book on her own. My my other daughter can do her geography book on her own. But I'm right there if they need have questions to answer or whatever. Um 
But I think having those books that, you know, that they, if they really want to just immerse themselves in that topic, like I want to let them, I want to not make them have to change, you know, gears and, and think about, oh, what was I working on in this subject yesterday or whatever. And especially for my daughter with special needs, it's really hard for her to switch back and forth between subjects, you know, many times throughout the day. So like being able to just work straight through a subject for, you know, days on end until eventually she finishes, it works really well for her. And if I tried to plan out something or say like, oh, no, we have to stop because we have to now do science and then we have to do English or whatever, that would be so stressful for her and so stressful for me. Let's take a quick break. The heart behind the I'm On podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com and when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. I know that like for planning, I don't know if this is pertinent, but um, I've tried so many different methods um, having like it really scheduled out from all the way down to the minute of this is what we're doing from this time for both kids and and things like that. And then for a while, I tried something called the work boxes, uh-huh. where you have them filled with their um, work for that day and their assignments for each day and the kids go through them. And they were fun for like the first week. And then after that, it was like, oh my gosh, I have to fill those boxes again. And um, it is just so I feel like um, for long term success for our family, it's been when we relaxed a lot and just we, we still lots of learning still happens. We just relax more. <laughs> yeah, totally. We're not as worried. You take out that worry. That's the thing I think that is so common for the new homeschooling families is they put a lot of stress on themselves when really your kids are great. They're going to be fine. Just relax. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I think like we've talked about it before and like, it's so important that we're just, you know, like having our kids in an environment of learning So that even when you're not sitting down and doing those textbooks, they're doing a science project or they're doing an art project, they're playing outside, they're exploring something, whatever. So no matter what they're doing, they're, they're learning and they're engaging and then they're not just like, you know, off on electronic all day long. Not that electronics doesn't have its place, of course, but um, I think it's really good that as long as we think about that and think about how much our kids are actually learning every day then some of that worry, you can, you know, kind of let go of some of that worry and some of that stress. Um, So I was going to say too, I know that with new homeschoolers that it can be kind of tricky to be like, well, I don't know how, you know, how to figure out how much my kids need to do each month or each week or whatever. So I'm just going to say the like super simple formula for those who don't know. Um, So like, I just look at each subject that we're doing and I divide the number of chapters or pages by however many months we have left. So say we have nine months and maybe we have 126 pages. I divide divide 126 by nine. And that means we're gonna get through about 14 pages a month or about three and a half pages a week. 
And I don't care how my kids accomplish that. Three and a half pages in one day, 14 pages in one day, 126 pages in one day. I don't care. Whatever works for them to get it done. And so as long as I know what we need to get done by the end of the year, and then and then think about what do I what do we need to have done by the end of the month and just kind of reevaluate, you know, throughout the month, like, oh, we actually haven't started any of these books yet. And these other ones we're not really making much progress at. Like, let, you know, let's take a look at what we need to be doing and spend a little bit of focused time on this one subject or whatever. Um, but that's it. I don't need to schedule out, you know, hours and weeks and days. I just need to, you know, kind of keep an eye on it. And for those that have to keep records. Um, because in my state, you do have to keep hours. Um, I just note down what we've done after we've done it, not before. I'm not planning out some entire plan book for an, our entire year of exactly what pages we're doing each week or whatever. I just write down like, here's what we did today. I can't imagine how much time it would be otherwise if I <laughs> spent all this time like planning out our whole year. I would die. <laughs> that would be terrible. Yeah, that's... Yeah, the first charter we were with would have us pre-plan oh, um, yeah. everything. And then if we didn't hit all the marks that we pre-planned, there we didn't like get in trouble, but the teacher would be stressed out because she kind of would get a talking to or in trouble, I guess. Yeah. And um, so, but I found that so stressful. And but when we switched um and and just switched to what you're saying, like where you just tracked it. Mm -hmm. Um, and tracked our homeschool learning each week and just could write down notes so that we can um report that to the charter later. It was yeah. so much easier to to note it down um after the learning. Yeah. You'll be surprised at how much you're actually spending, how much time you're actually spending learning that you didn't pre-plan. If you actually right. start like, oh, we were cooking today and we talked about how to measure and we all these things count. Yeah. And so when you're actually tracking it, um, and not to do a total plug, but on homeschoolvibe.com, there is a free tracker <laughs> like you can download. There's nice. a free tracker you can download if you'd like to. So, um, and it, it's got the, you know, you can track attendance and track everything on there. Yeah. Um, it's in a free PDF you can download. Woohoo. That's homeschoolvibe.com. <laughs> I happen yep. to know the author. <laughs> She's pretty awesome. Um, anyway, but no, I, I totally agree. And like the amount of learning that we do that isn't planned learning, like being able to look back at your day and go, oh, from this time to this time, my daughter was, you know, singing at church, you know, in the band. I'm going to write that down as, you know, a non-core thing that she was working on. Oh, we also did this unit study on, you know, walruses, whatever. I'm going to write that down. And it can be stuff that totally happened organically that was not planned out, whatever. Um, but like, yeah, if we didn't totally. pay attention like, to those a documentary. things, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If we didn't pay attention to those things, I feel like we would really not be focusing on how much our kids really are learning. And in some states, that's super important because, you know, somebody can claim educational neglect or whatever. And you want to make sure that you are, you know, noting down when you need to what your kids are learning. So we anyway, I've done that in the past. Oh, sorry. We have done that in the past where the kids got excited about learning about something like you said, like walruses or whatever it was just for whatever reason, they got excited about it. And then, um, you know, started watching all those different documentaries or we got books, whatever. But then what we could do to track that if we wanted to is I, there's usually a free printable somewhere online that you can look for 
worksheet on walruses. Mm -hmm. And the kids can actually fill that if you want to have something that they produce for it. But the bulk of that learning time doesn't have to be a worksheet, but you can have proof of their learning in some, in a way like that, if you ever want to. Yeah, totally. that quite a bit. (laughs) For sure. And us too. And like um, you were talking about what things you actually do plan out. So I had like noted down thinking about what we were going to talk about today. And like I do plan out on my calendar like field trips or events or vacations or classes. But then also I do kind of plan out unit studies. Like obviously if I'm doing a unit study on Johnny Appleseed, I'm going to do that in September. Um, You know, I, I want to make sure that I'm doing things around the time. So I do have those things ready in advance. But I also know there are going to be times when my kids are like, for whatever reason, we really want to learn about walruses. So I'm going to just quickly throw something together so that they do have, you know, they can practice their handwriting or they can practice their spelling or they can practice whatever while they're doing their walrus handouts, whatever it is. Um, okay, so of course, too, we did, we have had a high school episode and on that episode, um, we do talk about planning because that kind of planning is a little bit different. Like if we're thinking about planning, we do have to remember that for um, high school, we are planning things out in advance. Not that you have to plan out every day or every you know minute or every week or whatever, but just that you do have to kind of plan so that you're completing everything you need to do in time so your kid can meet their goals at post-graduation. Um, yeah. So do you think... I mean, do you feel like you need to plan each day? No, get real. Like, don't fall into that trap that you have to make homeschooling look like public school at home. Just make it fun and enjoyable. And remember that bookwork is only a small portion of of truly homeschooling and that there's so many other ways to learn, um, like reading or cooking and baking, creating art, doing experiments, documentaries, um, obviously playing outside and exploring. There are all kinds of things that you can come up with to expand learning. If you found praying mantis egg case outside, you could go look that up. You could find a lot of information. You can do a printable. You can do some art projects. You can do so many things with that and just to expand their learning. Um, obviously volunteering would be great time with friends and family. There's so much that we can, that our kids can learn when we put down the books and actually engage like with the world around us. So if you're getting stressed out over the planning situation because you wrote in pen or you didn't finish your science at 1255 when you planned to because you're they were so into this experiment that they didn't want to stop, like maybe just take a step back and make a new plan about planning, like step out of that public school model and into a more homeschooling model where your kids are loving learning, where you're not super stressed out where your home is more peaceful and calm. And then, you know, just find your peace with homeschooling. Recognize that it doesn't have to look like public school at home. And for sure, like talking to your kids about it is super important so that you can create an environment that works for them. Yeah, and I I think that one thing that I think um, it might be good to keep in mind is as adults, um, we don't have to report to anyone that we've learned something like, you know, but, but we can learn things every day. Mm-hmm. And so like, I've been learning a lot about gardening the past few years and, um, I watch YouTubes or, um, I re- get books. I've read books about it and I've listened to podcasts and I do all these different ways to research it, but I'm, I'm learning a massive amount without writing anything down about it. Like I don't have to like you know, yes, for the state or, or, you know, the schools, you might have to prove 
something if you're a student, but really think about how you learn as an adult and how you don't have to produce things necessarily to actually absorb massive amounts of information right? and actually learn it really well. So Yeah. Like you don't I have to take to throw it that out there to have the mindset. Yeah. No, I love that because it's not like you have to do a worksheet every time you're learning about how to grow green beans or something. You're like, oh, okay. Right. I learned this. I watched all these things. I read all these things. I know what I'm doing now. Yeah. Yeah. And I then agree. I go practice it, but I don't have exactly. to, you know, take a test. <laughs> yep. So. I totally agree. But yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to help with that mindset because it's super hard to shake that um, the public school mindset. It's really hard to shake at first. Yeah, for sure. And I think even sometimes when people have been in, been homeschoolers for a few years, they're still kind of stuck in that rut of thinking like, oh, are we doing enough? Have we done this? You know, and it's good because that means they love their kids and they really want to do right by them and they really want them to have a great education. But like thinking that the public school is set up as, you know, in a way that works because there are 30 kids in a classroom and they have to be managed and everybody's at, you know, different levels, but we ha kind of have to teach them all together. And, you know, it's just set up in a way that we don't have to do it as homeschoolers. And it takes way right. longer. Oh my gosh. Like how long the public school takes. And then like, you still have to do homework. Ah, no. Yeah. So we don't have to do that. That's yeah. You can be very, very efficient homeschooling. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And learn so much and then like be able to mm -hmm. pursue your passions and do all these cool things. Okay, I think that's it for our topic today. Um, if you have questions, feel free to let us know. We're happy to respond to them. If you have topics that you'd like us to cover, let us know. Um, like us. I mean, who's not going to like us? No, I mean, like <laughs> press the like button or subscribe share with your friends, your homeschool groups. Um, what else, Beth? Leave, leave reviews on um, wherever you listen to the podcast. That really helps um, other people find us. When you leave positive reviews, it helps us show up in the search engines more. For sure. And honestly, like I have so loved hearing from so many people and being able to respond to so many people and help with questions that they've had or whatever. So, so feel free to, feel free to reach out because we're here and we have been through a lot of stuff in the past, I don't know, gazillion years that we've been homeschooling our kids. And we are happy to share that information with you guys. Yeah. I think that's it. I hope you guys have a great week. Yeah, thank you for listening. so much for listening today. If you find value in our podcast and would like to support the show and help cover our monthly costs, we have several ways to do that. You can become a $3 a month supporter, shop our merchandise store or our show sponsors, and rate and review on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you for your continued support of our show and for sharing it. Yes, thank you.